Okay, thank you everyone and welcome to the next edition of Dream Reality with um, Aiden Consulting. So this is a podcast series that really focuses on interviews with change makers, innovators, disruptors, and people who have an opinion. They really challenge the norm. They really have an idea and will not accept the status quo and they want to change and change for the future. And dream reality is really all about you sitting at home and thinking, oh, I wish things could be better. I wish we could improve on our online shopping. I wish we could improve the platforms for homeschooling. I wish that we could do this. I wish we could do that. And lo and behold, here comes a pandemic. And a lot of that has happened in a very, very short space of time. And as humans, we hate change. We want to crawl under our little duvets and hide from change. And yet here we are 12 months, nearly 18 months down the line, and we're embracing it. So these conversations are with people who are really driving that change. And with me today, I am so excited to have the co-founders of Own Trail, Rebecca and Katie. And they are completely inspirational in what they have done with this product. And I am going to hand over to them and let them explain what Own Trail is. Over to you guys. All right. Well, thank thank you. you. Thank you so much for having us. Um, yeah, I mean, I love the, the topic of dream reality because that's definitely something that's been driving us since the very beginning. And our dream is pretty huge. Um, you know, we look at both the, the systems at play that might hold women back or make us doubt ourselves. And we look at the impacts that those systems can have on the way that we interact with each other and that we navigate our lives authentically. And, you know, Own Trail is, is really addressing all of that and creating the stream reality where women support each other and share authentically what our real journeys through life are. And through that, we're lifting ourselves and each other up and changing the very systems that might have held us back. So huge dream. And we are a, a small startup that's been around for a little over a year. And we've just been, been plugging away at it with our community. And, um, and what that looks like is women, almost a thousand women now have been sharing their authentic journeys through life, which we call trails, mm -hmm. which are a series of interconnected milestones that span our personal and professional lives. Um, and it's really the authentic things that have made us who we are and the things that we aspire to. So it's not what you might see on like a resume or on social media, but it's like the things we've overcome and, and the real us. And so, um, so far, the, the dream is, is coming to fruition through this authentic sharing, and it's been really exciting. And we're big fans of your, of your trail, Allison, and being yep. able to, to see what your experience and your journey is like, not just professionally, but personally. And I think even having that to get to know you before even recording this episode was really a gift to be able to get, a, to get an idea of what, what was meaningful in forming who you are and where you are today. And I, you know, I think you've touched on so many things. I literally could talk to you like for hours on this stuff. But I think that, you know, now people want more, you know, the, the official qualifications and the CV that you're talking about, it's not, it's not really enough. And even when you're talking to people, you know, we, we see a lot and we hear a lot about the authentic self. And the authentic self isn't just, I went to university and I did this course in marketing and I did that. That's not the authentic self. And I think now people want more and more of that. And they're really looking for that when they're looking for positions 
for jobs, for careers, and, and as well, just looking for connection. And I think connection is something that's really important. And I, I have a whole separate opinion on that and growth area on that. But I think that one thing that I would um, ask you is that, you know, the whole way of doing um, education and upskilling is changing right? It's no longer, you know, universities are having to really adapt and they've adapted fast over the last year and bring in their courses online, which is fantastic, but it's still just the same clunky courses. But now you see, see things like Coursera and the LinkedIn skill and, you know, different trained in and SkillsNet and these other organizations come up. And is that really, do you see that being part of people's journey to upskill and being more important for the future? I think what, what we've seen through the data on Ontra, the data and also the stories really, because you, you can't have one without the other to really get a full picture of it, is really the idea of career pivots. And a lot of those do involve upskilling. And what we're seeing is that career pivots are as common as we don't see, right? We uh, oftentimes in a CV or a LinkedIn, you, you tailor that to make it look like you've hit all the right notes, you've had all of the right stepping stones, et cetera, and you don't necessarily showcase the obstacles or the journey to move industries or to handle a, a, a reduction in staff or anything like that. And so what we're seeing in career pivots on Ontrail, I would say, is that there's a lot more resources and ways. There's a lot of different paths to upskilling and handling a career pivot than certainly formal university education or formal training programs. Of course, there's the, the companies that you mentioned to really self-teach or uh, democratize knowledge and skills. Those for sure are part of it. There's boot camps, there's mentorship, there's inter informational interviews. And there's often, I think what we see that's the most powerful on Ontrail is the reflection and the community that helps make the right decision. For right now for you because there is no one right path so being able to yes take the steps to upskill or to uh reskill is part of the equation and oftentimes when we just focus on those outputs we're not thinking about the journey to get to that point where you know you want to reskill you know you want to upskill and you know what you want to do so the journey to that point we think is also a really powerful piece of that story and being able to see that others have done it their way and have done it at all is incredibly powerful in giving you not just community and clarity on what you'll do, but also a true sense of community that you can rely on for support. Yeah. And I, you know, it's something that I thought was really um, unique with your product and, and your website with the little uh, trails and things and the, the little marker dots. And something that I really particularly loved was the life events that you included in there. And I know from being a mother myself and talking to a number of other mothers, I worked through my pregnancies, I had the kids, and then I went straight back to work. But I know a lot of people um, take time off or take maternity leave, or they take a career break. And there's still skills in there that you're getting. And I love that you, know, you were able to put in there some of those skills and that those were life events. And, the way you, you have framed it, I think made it really positive. It was like a celebration rather than, oh, you've got a gap in your CV. 
that said, yeah. what what exactly did you do during that period? And, you know, I think that that's framing it in an incredibly negative way and you're never going to be able to get out of and get away from it. And I just love the way that is the other part of it was with the, you have points of depression and, you know, within the journeys. And I think that that really normalizes um, the way that we are thinking about our mental health journey and our, our, our mental fitness and I like to think of it as like a journey as like your physical fitness and you have highs and lows and we should be really thinking of, it, of our mental health and around the same kind of framework. And I just like to know, was that intentional or was it something that just came in there and you were like, yep, we absolutely love that. It was intentional from the yeah. jump. And I can say even before there was a website, before there was a team, before we had quit our full-time executive jobs to build this, that was part of the vision Rebecca had from the very beginning was to weave the personal and the professional in one place. Yeah, and to really, um, to, to share the things that we feel really alone sometimes when we're going through them because they don't get talked about as much. So things like, you know, you mentioned depression. There's, there's a lot of things in that category, right? Things around infertility, things around um, discrimination or harassment, things around grieving or loss, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many there that because these topics don't get discussed as much, you feel like you're the only one going through it. But in reality, so many different people are going through these same things. And so it's really that, that kind of like authenticity leading to solidarity. And, um, and actually, you know, own trail started with a book that I wrote called blaze your own trail, which was really, you know, it's this kind of choose your own adventure exploration of women's life paths that was really getting at a lot of these topics for that same reason. And own trail came from the idea that like, yeah, the book had, you know, a handful of these topics that, that there's potential for solidarity around, but you know, there's all these infinite number of life paths of women that can really support and inspire each other. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's really uh, amazing. And I lived to listen to a few podcasts and they talk about, you know, find an expander, someone who, you know, you can aspire to. And that's, you know, if they're just in the media or something and you don't personally know them, it's very hard to understand if they're a true inspiration to you or a true expander, because you just know the profile that they're putting out there. Whereas with your trail and with your journey, you really get to understand what has helped to bring them there and what what have they experienced. And that adds the, the third dimension, which is really so much more powerful than just, you know, your media or social media presence. Uh, and that's, it's, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, we've seen, you know, we certainly know and have seen over the course of the past year plus that the solidarity and the connection and the community of knowing that you're not alone, of knowing that other people even have struggles or obstacles if they might not be the same as you, yours, or if they are, is really powerful. It's also really powerful to give yourself the space and the grace to own your own story. Um, it's not uncommon for us to hear from women using own trail that they go back and they edit their trail multiple times because the first time it can be a little tricky to think outside of the box of how we've been contained to tell our stories. We've been contained to, to tell it in the format and trained to tell it in the format of a CV, of a certain kind of social media profile, of having a social media perfect appearance, not having the gaps or having a great reason to explain it, um, of having to compartmentalize, you know, your Facebook self, your LinkedIn self. And um, it's really an act of power and reclamation 
to own your story by creating a trail, to say, I don't have parameters. I don't have to put dates. I don't have someone telling me I have to include education on here. It's truly your story on your terms, which is really liberating. And what we found oftentimes almost a, a radical act of um, confidence and power, especially for women who have been so told and so conditioned to present ourselves and to move through the world in a certain way. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because when I filled in my trail, I felt exactly that. So I am now going to go back and re-edit it. I've done it. I've done it so many times. I actually even wrote a blog about it. I was like, I wasn't expecting to have all these feelings. Yes, totally. And I've gone back in, I've looked at it several times. And I'm like, there's so much more to me than just that. I was like, but it's, it's, it's that journey as well of, of the freedom to be able to express that, that makes it so powerful and inspiring to other people. And yeah, it's very, very powerful. So I'd just like to, to move on a little bit to the fact that you are a startup. And, you know, this has been incredibly hard period for startups. You know, the, um, the, you know, the access to capital, to um, the access to, you know, incubation hubs and things like that. How has that journey been over the last year? Do you, has it, has how tough has it been? Or has it been like, you know, a breeze living the dream? So we don't actually have anything to compare it to. We, we launched right when the pandemic was hitting and we're fun, started fundraising around that time too. So, um, you know, I think that in terms of own trail as a business, I think we've been really well positioned since we launched in February, 2020, you know, we're, we're fully, um, virtual or really, tech and data driven, but also really community driven. And it's been a year where, you know, women need community more than ever, where we're looking for authenticity more than ever. And where, you know, Untrail is essentially helping us navigate hard things. And so it's, you know, I think we've been really relevant in that sense. Um, fundraising is hard. You know, we we raised our pre-seed round in, in January of this year. We closed it. And, um, and it took a lot of work. And I think, you know, part of it is we're fully women-led and founded company. We're building a platform for women. We're extremely mission and value driven and we're not willing to compromise on that. And which means that, you know, that just kind of filters out a whole whole section of investors in and of itself. Um, And we don't kind of um, match a lot of the traditional pattern matching that investors look to. And we were really not willing to compromise on having a diverse cap table either because our community is so diverse um, that it's really important to us that our investors match that. So with all of that, it took a lot of work. It's a huge numbers game. Talked to a lot of people, but the outcome was really fantastic. So we ended up with um, closing our round with 20 angel investors and they are 100% believing in us, here for us. Um, you know, it's we ended up with 67% women, 48% people of color on our cap table. And, you know, so we feel really great about that outcome, but the process itself took a lot of work and just a lot of ups and downs. So, um, yeah. And I think more broadly speaking, startups are always hard. Um, yes. And we're fortunate. That's why not everyone does it. Yeah, and we're fortunate and, and maybe... Um, crazy enough to to have known that before jumping into this. So we definitely expected challenges. We certainly did not expect a global pandemic. And yet 
there could not be a better time for own trail to exist in the world as people are navigating these transitions as we're navigating this tra these transitions being able to have this community and to be solving these big problems has been not just validating but really rewarding um the challenges of funding a female-led business being a female founder and even with the privilege that rebecca and i have is always has always been a thing um and i actually do appreciate both as as working moms that because of the pandemic, we didn't have to jump on a plane all the time and be going to in-person meetings. And we could actually be meeting with people from across the globe, um, potential investors, potential partners, and really um, being a lot more inclusive in how we look at building the business. Not because we weren't already thinking that way, but the rest of the world was was forced to do so too. And that's, it's, I think you are really an inspiration. I know that here in the startup community, the um, Irish founders, the female founders here really struggle to get investment. And I think that your, your group of angel investors and the, the diversity within that group is really something to be celebrated because I'm not sure that every startup would have access or the strength to hold firm on their values um, to be able to achieve that. So I think that you really should be applauded for that because that's, it's, it's not completely normal, but it should be. And it's something that, you know, it, it really in this day and age, there should be more people who want to invest in female-led startups and who have similar values and, you know, people of color, people of everything, of X, Y, and Z. And they should be happy to invest in people who have a good product and a good idea. And something that I would, I would just like to ask you, because you are both clearly very, very passionate about this project. And it's not even a project, it's your baby, right? And answer it or don't answer it, it's completely, I will give it to you, because it it's a bit cheeky, okay? Um, we're, we're super cheeky. We are, okay. we are not cheeky. <laughs> it, did you go in with an exit plan? Hmm, that's a good question. It's a good question. Um, we think that so we're we're we our vision for Untrail is a really large, impactful, successful company. You know, we already see that there's huge global potential here. We're going to keep growing, and as such, um, you know, the the two biggest kind of exit models are acquisition and IPO. Right now, right. you know, I think some different models emerging as well. So, um, so we'll see. Um, and I think that we we will be well positioned for either of those as we scale. Um, we're going to do whatever exit plan we we end up choosing will be done with our values really at the core. You know, we would like, for example, we would never be acquired by a company that wasn't going to center the women in our community and treat treat them with with complete privacy and agency the way that we do. So, for example, that that would be a limiter. But yeah, I think both of them are are strong potentials and we do plan to have an, a liquidity event at some point you know Katie and I both have huge aspirations for changing the world both with own trail and beyond so um yeah it's but you know I think you you can't be in the early days of a startup and be working on the exit of course you have to be focused on you know of the course that's the, why it was a little bit yeah, cheeky some yeah, people don't yeah. like talking about it yeah no and I think for us the the idea that we talked about and, you know, understanding each other's as co-founders, like what is your dream for this? Mm -hmm. Where do you want this to be in five years? Where do you want to be in five years? I think is actually a great foundation for 
working towards an exit, right? Working towards the kind of success that allows one of those two big um, exit events and being open to, we don't know what we don't know yet. And I think it can be a little bit uh, limiting when certain founders fixate on one type of exit within specific parameters in a specific timeline, because then they're working and building their business towards that, not towards serving the people um, in their community using their products or services. Mm-hmm. If you're if your big eye on the prize is you want to exit in five years and yourself leave with a check that's, you know, six figure or seven figures. Okay, that's a different problem that you're solving for versus building a, a sustainable, successful, growing, thriving company that's solving a problem. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Awesome. So I'm just conscious of the time. So I just have a couple more questions for you. So do you think that this is really an opportune time? Would you, would you recommend to people to, to go ahead and and go for a startup? Yeah, I think that there are a lot of things in the world right now that have catalyzed people to make the changes that they want in the world and also in their lives. So I think we're at a tipping point for change in a social way and also in a personal way. And to me, that's one of the greatest times to start a startup um, because like we said, there's going to be challenges regardless and there's no perfect time. Um, and so I think that if people are feeling compelled to either solve a specific problem or to build something on their own, Now is a great time to join that movement. Um, Communities are emerging around lots of different industries, business models, um, uh, problems to solve, identities. There's so many things. And I think as the communities swell, it's a great time to dive into the startup world and uh, feel its support in a different way, especially as there is the very public work to um, bring more equity into startup funding and accelerators and programs and even the audiences that we serve. Yeah, fabulous, fabulous. Look, um, I would ask you, do you have anything you would like to share before we go on to recommendations? Um, well, I mean, I would love to invite all the women in, in your community, all of your listeners to share their trails on own trail. Um, everyone has a story to tell and and we would love to learn more about the, the trails in your community. Yes. And we will be sure to put that link very well advertised in the show notes below Amazing. all of the recordings. Okay, yeah. so recommendations. Do you have a book or a podcast that you love and a song that just cheers you up? Ooh. Um, well, I'll start with a book, and it's actually one that Katie gave me for my birthday last year which is actually her birthday also. We have the same birthday. (laughs) But the book is called Proposals for a Feminine Economy. And it is a really fantastic book. Um, It's it's short. It's almost half prose, half philosophy, I would say. And and it really kind of gets at the ethos of like how and why we're building Own Trail. It feels like it was written just for us, you know, really thinking about what it looks like when um, business decisions and and interaction models and, um, you know, kind of over overall economic models are are built or thought with more of a feminine lens. And um, I found it incredibly inspiring. Wow. Oh, I go back to that one often. I feel like every time I pull that off my bookshelf, I get something new out of it. Um, a book I recommend is actually um, one that I've been trying to to incorporate poetry more and more into my life. And I really, really love Conflict Resolution for Holy Beings by uh, 
Joy Harjo. It's just a really beautiful book. Um, if, and it's not intimidating for anybody who feels that poetry sounds too esoteric, too self-important. Um, it's really just some beautiful, beautiful writing. And then for podcasts, I love ologies. So Allie Ward, if you hear this, I am a huge fan. Um, I think for anyone who's curious and interested in lots of different things, it's a great podcast to really kind of whet that appetite without having to dive into the rabbit hole yourself to learn about the science of eggs. Or Love it. <laughs> that's, that's right. I'm, I'm definitely getting onto that one. That's right up my street. <laughs> And a, and a song that you just, just oh. picks you up? Mm. Um, I mean, we have a lot of different energizing music playlists going here, um, which is great. And I was thinking about this because you mentioned this before and you, <laughs> I think you had asked about a song that makes me smile. And so I was trying to, to think about that. And what came to mind for me was, this is kind of a silly one, but um, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, mm. <laughs> because it's so silly, but also because I did, I, I'm an aerial acrobat as well. And years ago, I did an aerial doubles routine with my friend Carrie, where we were singing the song while performing to it. And everyone in the crowd was singing along and it was just the most hilarious experience. So now whenever I hear that, I get a big smile, just remembering that. I smile every time I hear that song. <laughs> um, mine is Party Hard by Andrew W.K., which is currently a favorite of my toddlers. So we uh, dance around and listen to that and scream and, and dance all manically um, every once in a while. And it's very hard to be in a bad mood when you've got a tiny little person uh, doing Mick Jagger dance moves and uh, thrashing around. Love it, love it. Look, ladies, thank you so much. And I apologize wholeheartedly for our internet problems. Hashtag love rural Ireland Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a start up there. But anyway, uh, look, you have such an amazing product. I am going to be pushing everyone I know to jump on own trail and create their own trails and journeys and to check out the ones that are there. It is so inspirational to see how people have got there, how, you know, what challenges have they had in their life and to do it in such a, you know, in a celebratory way to acknowledge and to celebrate every milestone in every woman's career and her life and her journey, I think is so fresh and new and inspirational. And I really thank the two of you for bringing this online. And I really hope that, you know, you have every success. Thank, thank you so much. much. It was great talking with you. Thank you so much.